Hey, everybody. My name is John Henry Soto. And my name is George Batista. And welcome to Counterparts. All right. Yeah. Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome. Um, boy, I, I really want to start off first by thanking everybody that tuned in last week. Um, we've been getting some pretty good feedback on our pages, on our Facebook pages where, you know, we just started the page and it's so, you know, at a hundred, at 250, I believe that's the num- the last number we looked at. Yep. Um, and that's pretty good considering it was a lot of it was organic and just really just word of mouth and just telling people about what we're doing here. So thank y'all, appreciate y'all, and uh, we, we, uh, we're going to work hard to bring you some uh, positive and some uh, entertaining and humorous, hopefully, content about Star Trek and the world around us. And how are you today, George, or tonight? I'm doing fantastic, sir, and I'm excited to be here. I hope you all have a great time with us. Yes, um, definitely uh, an interesting weekend I had. Uh, we're, um, we were, how was your weekend, by the way? My weekend was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, uneventful. Yeah. Now, well, because you live in the in the forest. I live in the boondocks. Right. (laughs) What's going to happen up there? Yeah. There's there's not much going on. Deer and cow (laughs) and bears and stuff. You know, those pretty much my neighbors over here. So. Yeah, they're the cows. So, so uh, this weekend for me, I had a really cool weekend, and it, it kind of—I was thinking about Star Trek a lot this weekend, and um, because I was on, um, you know, some of you know, I'm an actor, and I was on this uh, in this film, um, and called Sunshine Living was the name of the film, and it was kind of a very sci-fi-ish kind of film, very very interesting, um, very—it really did remind me a lot of Star Trek because. I can't really give away too much of what it is because it's it's uh, you know I don't they they don't want me to to do that but there were scenes in it that were very very uh, trippy like like a like a Star Trek episode you know mm-hmm. and um and so I had a, a to wear this this thing that I had to wear and it just reminded me of some of the costumes of the old series you know the original series and how you can see them today and be like oh my god that's so cheesy you know the the costumes you know right um but one of the things that it also reminded me of was that the stories is what always drove the thing for me. You know what yes. I mean? Cause even yes. I can still go back and watch an episode of star Trek and know that the stuff is just like 1966, 65, you know, technology, mm-hmm. uh, special effects, but still the story pulls me in, you know, Definitely. and that's the, that's the brilliance of it. But yeah, I had a, that was my weekend and I had a great time. It was exhausting. I got back Sunday night and it was uh, really really exhausting but let me just give a shout out to uh mary lawson how are hey, you mary? mary what's up hello thanks for tuning in appreciate you um so yeah so that was uh that was my weekend so i was pretty excited about that um Ooh. should we tell everyone about the contest yes i think we should yeah so exciting contest yeah so we have a, a contest that we're running for the month of march and we're going to be doing it every month and um i think i showed these last week which is uh, these are two collectors editions, 55th anniversary magazines, uh, Star Trek, obviously, you know, Spock on one, Kirk on 
the other and the pictures in here are great these really feel really nice too like it's like it's like nice you know it's not like cheap magazine it's not right. like wait, i have this it's not us us magazine <laughs> i don't read that it's just a, it just comes to why the house. is that there i don't understand because it comes to our house i have no idea it what comes to, you have a subscription to that no it's well my it's, it's this <laughs> i don't want to show the address but it's pamela's name on it and uh and i sometimes every once in a while i i talk about it on, on my morning show just oh. to see how disturbing the, the the magazines are but anyway it's nothing like that oh okay what are you gonna say nothing no <laughs> it's not mine i will stay quiet <laughs> so those are the magazines and uh so the contest is basically pretty simple we uh we kept it simple we george and i uh picked a date we have a date in the future the future means uh three days from now four days from now two weeks from now it's not going to be more than two weeks from now right um because i don't want to make it you know but it's it's between now and two weeks from now from today's date and uh we're we're having a con we picked a date and we picked a time so let's give you an example let's just say the contest is tomorrow right and and we picked tomorrow let's just say right but we i guarantee you that we did not pick tomorrow just in case anybody's out there but let's just that say, yeah, <laughs> erase that. Forget that one. <laughs> we didn't pick tomorrow, but let's just say tomorrow, which is uh, March tenth, four thirteen p.m. That's what we would write down. Now, in order to enter the contest, you'd go to our Facebook page, which is this is actually airing on our Facebook page right now. So, hello, make a comment from now to two weeks on that page. The comment that's the closest to the date that we picked wins. How's that explanation? That's pretty good, right? Uh, not bad. Right? That not makes bad. sense, right? Uh, we wanted to do something that was a little challenging, but also get people to come to our page. And we have a lot of cool stuff coming on our page, by the way. So if you're interested in Star Trek, there's also a lot of funny things that we post on there as well. Uh, as, as well as, uh, you know, it's during the week, we're still constantly adding stuff there so it's someplace that you can come to be entertained as well so come to the page check it out make a comment on on our on our page on this video um it can be this video it can be one of our posts the person that makes the last comment that's the closest to the date that and the time that we pick now the date and the time so it's not just the date it's also the time um you'll win the magazines what are you trying to say say, say it again what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I have a feeling I'm gonna be doing that a lot, a lot in the next uh, at least next few days. Um, and then that's for this month. And then next month we're gonna be doing these wonderful. Uh, check out these uh, that is cool. pins. I love that. And this is green, so you could see the green screen through it. But yeah, it's green, so the green screen goes through it. But um, this is from a, a, a mock uh, time, which is an episode. And this is another episode called Mirror Mirror, which is actually one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Yep. I, I like Mirror Mirror and Enemy Within. I, I also like uh, those are like my two uh, uh, favorite. All right. So that's the contest. If anybody has any questions, if you're confused about what the hell I just said, just you can send, a, you know, send us a message to the counterparts uh, page on Facebook and be like, what the hell are you talking about? Man? How are you going? And, uh, <laughs> and then we'll, I'll, I'll explain it again. I'm going to get a drink. You see my cup, by the way. Let me see that. So, oh. 
those, by the way, those of you who are not on YouTube or Facebook and just are listening to this, I have a Star Trek cup, which was given to me by my mother. Okay, was sent Mommy. to me by my mother. Actually, mom, you gotta love mom. Yeah, and it's it's the crew standing on the transporter. Now, what's cool about this cup is that when you pour hot water on it, the the crew on the transporter disappears and appear on the other side of the cup. <laughs> on like a planet. On the I mean, come on. This is that the is coolest. Cool. Who, who okay. what was the genius Star Trek guy that was sitting around? Genius going, invented this, but uh hey, it's I got it. Yeah, so this is, I have no idea where she got it, but yeah. um, my mother has nothing else to do all day but to like look at weird websites and HSN and <laughs> all these all these places. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, this you know, thanks to mom, this was awesome. That is that is that is cool. I would yeah. definitely want to look up look up for those. If uh, obviously you're on the podcast and you can't see the cup, um, or you can't see the magazines, you can't see the pins. Then what you want to do is on Tuesdays or right now or not Tuesday, on Tuesdays at 8 p.m., just come on over to uh, the, our Facebook page. Uh, you can also visit us at uh, counterpartspodcast.com, and it will take you directly to us. And then you can visually see what we're, what the hell we're talking about. But thank you so much for uh, for listening anyway. All right. So we're going to dive into our episode today. I think uh, – this is an interesting episode because you said you mentioned um, this is the first episode that Captain Kirk and Spock were filmed right together right right but it wasn't the first episode that aired correct right and the first episode that it well we had the we had the cage we had which the didn't have uh, James T Kirk right. um, it had uh, um, Spock and it had uh, Pike had right. Pike. Right. Then the second episode that was filmed was this one that we're going to talk about today. Right. The third one um, was that was the third one the one that uh, I don't know if well okay the, the way the way it aired was yeah um, the man trap was the one that actually aired and then I think a couple of other episodes aired before this one so I think wow. this was actually like the fifth or the sixth if I remember correctly I could be off slightly but. Yeah. But it was something like that, but so, which is interesting, and I, I'm not exactly sure why that is. And if anybody knows, you can chime in. Yeah. But but that's the way it was. But yeah, yeah Man Trap was was done, and then this one was aired later. But this was the first one that Kirk and Spock are actually taped together. So right. yeah, and it was interesting because um, it's one of those moments that I've always I always think about that. You know, like what was the first time that they were. Like on, you know, like, they, you know, how was that like? Did they get right. along? It was like, because you can see that Spock's character, although he did mention about the emotion, you know, um, aggravation or, or frustration or whatever emotion he was talking about. Um, he had that kind of comment. He goes, ah, oh, yes, human emotion, you know. Right. But he had a lot more emotion himself exactly. you know, in these earlier episodes. And until I think it developed into like what we know now as, as Spock. So the moment... I want to actually show the moment. So this is the moment that uh, William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy as a Captain uh, James T. Kirk. Tiberius. <laughs> Tiberius. Um, and uh, Leonard Nimoy, Spock, uh, were uh, actually on camera together. This is like a very important moment. Now, for me, you know, I think about how 
they've impacted so many millions and millions of lives throughout the, the years and are still doing it today. I mean, here we are now still continuing the, the conversation about their impact. Um, but what were, what were your thoughts about their chemistry and those early episodes? Well, it's, it was interesting because when you first see that, I mean, the chemistry is evident right from the start. Right from the start, right? Amazing. Isn't and that, that right? I, again, I watched it, you know, a few days ago. And literally the first scene, their, the chemistry was right there. They're, they're joking. They're laughing. I mean, literally, it looked like they were together 20 years. It's true. And, it's true. and they're just, you know, they're just like nothing. It was like, eh, yeah. two buddies hanging out, playing chess or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you compare that to... You know, we can go back to the cage and look at Pike. Pike was good, but Pike was very serious. He was very, right. you know, like everything was serious and everything was an issue. Right. And him and him and Spock never had that there. No, and it, I think it it didn't give us the uh, the illusion, right, that they had been flying through space for a long period of time. Right. Exactly. They've been together for a long period of time. Right. When when Kirk and Spock turned, you know, when he says something, it's your move, and and um. And, and and then Kirk kind of laughs. He's like, "You play a very uh, irritating you know, game of irritating chess. game of, of chess, Mister Spock." And he laughs, and that was it. That was yeah. the, that's the guys. Those yeah. are the characters. You know, it was there. It was done. I mean, it's it is amazing that that. And you think about it. You have it's only and and only there because obviously McCoy wasn't in this episode, but it was two thirds mm -hmm. of that chemistry was already built right there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and then you as they go through the episode, you see this interplay between them. Right, and Kirk being the impulsive one, um, and again, you had Kirk. Kirk is my guy. I love Kirk. I'm a Kirk fan. He's my favorite captain, right? But Kirk is the the impulsive one, and Spock is the logical one, trying to kind of pull him back from doing crazy things. But Kirk is the cowboy, you know. Right. But and that's and it's it, it's amazing because it created such a important element to all the other captains. Yes, you know, all yes. the other captains had to sort of kind of emulate that in a sense as you know just being maybe picard was probably the most laid back guy but then he right. had number one that was sort of like the a little bit more of a renegade right exactly you know? but the all the captains still had were very very strong willed and and hard-headed and kind of a, a renegades and it started because of, of captain kirk and that yes. that whole chemistry and it also seemed to me that that uh, William Shatner already had it. Like he sat down with the idea that this is how this guy is going to be mm -hmm. forever. Right. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, there was no development other than what you saw, you know, and he developed, he, he, I don't want to say he developed, he de he did develop because he got older. He had more experiences. He, he, you know, he had, he went in and out of love, but there, when he sat down, it was the guy, you yeah. know, and, and even Kurt, uh, even Spock, wasn't fully there yet right exactly you know, but william exactly. shatner was there he was there yes he was there he was the guy that we that we uh uh you know just uh you know love to follow and want to be you know in his footsteps and stuff so that was a, a very important uh moment for me um in the series um now the episode itself was also really really good you yeah know? Um, let me just say hello matt briggs matt thank briggs. you very much what's up matt um appreciate you for being on thank you um the episode itself was really good and it really had a lot um a lot to do with energy right. you know like it had to do i mean it was an esp kind of thing also 
but there was um we we take for granted sometimes like our our abilities to see into the future and to have you know just more abilities um and i think this episode kind of made it seem like what would we do if we suddenly had that yes where you can then yes really almost become try to be almost godlike and you right. thought you were, could we handle that exactly you know and obviously he could not <laughs> but <laughs> yeah definitely not <laughs> you know but but i just thought that that it was a, a great episode and it really explored that really well well it ex it explores that that saying right and i think it was actually said in there absolute power corrupts absolutely right. you know that that whole thing where he was you know, little by little, his powers were showing more and more, and he was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. What I, what can I do next, and all this? Yeah, you know, um, very interesting. But is it, that it, it's an interesting dynamic because also the chemistry of of Gary before he became the god or that being or whatever he was right. was interesting because he also had a good chemistry even with Kirk and Spock. Right there in the elevator, they're hanging out, they're joking yeah. again, like. And and he had supposedly known Kirk for many many years. Many years, yeah. They right? went to school so together. it was an interesting change. How he was just that fun loving guy, and all of a sudden he completely changes into this yeah. monster. At some there, there were some telling moments in there though, because when he was laying in the bed, when he had the eyes glowing, yeah. and Kirk went to go see him, he did mention some things. He goes, "Oh well, you know, everybody said watch out for Captain Kirk. You know, with the holding the books and running through the hallway. Legs, yeah. <laughs> he wanted him. He wanted everyone out." You know, everyone right. uh, you know out of his way, right. and then he was like saying, he almost insinuating that you wanted me out. Right. Now I feel like I'm becoming something much bigger. Exactly. And then when Kirk is walking away, he he gives him that line, right? You know, first he says, uh, you know, it's not very friendly of you, you know. Yeah. And then he says, "Didn't I tell you?" And his voice kind of like, <laughs> the echo. Kirk <laughs> like turns around, like, "What the? What the, what the hell? You got a bullhorn?" So, so he, he there was already something building in him yes. before he got the power. Right. Now the power just made that made him realize that he was gonna really just uh, do everybody in because he felt that everyone was becoming almost simple. Exactly. Exactly. To him, you know right and that was really interesting yeah. um brian brian what's up brian drum intro <laughs> you know that's what i was asking because you figure you know the guitar player makes this intro and he makes it whatever he wants he forgets that there's a drummer on the other side of this right i mean yeah. come on <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying nobody cares i'm the red shirt <laughs> the red shirt. I'm the red shirt. You're the red shirt. I should just be hi. I'm red shirt. <laughs> we should actually, we should actually put actually record something for the opening and and actually have it be us actually doing something. It's where you can be. Actually, on. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? No, hey guys, if you uh, what do you what do you think about that? Guys, chime in and let us know if you think that's yeah, a good. We, so George and I, George and I have have played in a played in a few bands together. One successful band where we did a lot of stuff and recorded records. We played all over the place. And we he was the first drummer I ever played with. And I'm probably the first guitar player he's ever played with. I'm yeah. assuming, right? Yeah. And so and we we kind of like grew up playing. So um I would love to put something together and just to, I could do it here and send you clips. You put yeah. some stuff to it. You still have your electronic yeah. kit, right? Yep. That's a great idea. You know, we just came up with a yeah. cool idea right on the spot. Look at that. <laughs> and Brian says he'll he'll direct it. He's a director, a great nice. director. 
he's a great director actually he's got some uh, cool That's stuff fantastic. we'll definitely yeah. um just a couple of notes just um kind of piggybacking on this whole chemistry thing so um what was interesting again with the chemistry part of of them too right you see you you see that fantastic chemistry and you know it reminds me of i mean actually going to music it reminds me of when we got together with dave and eddie which were members of glass of no later on when we first got into the studio with these guys mm-hmm. we played and immediately chemistry it, it was, was, there, was uh right? so yeah and you know it has that that vibe you know that 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 same vibe now the only the only time where you know in star trek to me in my opinion where that chemistry actually didn't work and it was only one time in my opinion where it didn't work star trek the motion picture ah i mean yeah yeah there was, there was now we will hold you to it no teasing uh, ah. we have to do it now all right all right we're gonna we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we gotta get together we'll do it definitely uh, uh so star yeah. trek motion picture yeah it was you know and again we'll, we'll talk about that more when we get into the movies and stuff like that but that chemistry wasn't there to me and i know there was writing in that there was you know you you would know better than i do but well, i think what happened was that and I'm, we're not going to go into it too too heavily but I, I will say that you know because of the space odyssey uh film that was so massive right much slower pace they kind of wanted to take that same approach because right. they thought that that was going to be the the thing right and um you know i think they just really missed the point of what it was you know i think what they needed to do was go back and watch the series they probably didn't yeah. or not everyone did yeah that's true uh, but they really made up for it after that i tell you that oh forget about it absolutely i can't wait to start talking about the films um and that's just so everyone knows what we're going to be talking about here we're going to we're going to cover some of the episodes that are our favorites of the original series. And then we're going to cover the movies right. Then we're going to cover, cover, um, uh, next generation, deep space nine. We'll even cover the enterprise. <laughs> yes. We'll even do enterprise. We'll even, we'll even <laughs> enterprise. We'll do all of it. Yeah. And, um, what's the other one that we were, uh, you have this, do you have discovery? Yeah. Discovery. What was the one that, um, Janeway, what was Janeway? Oh, Voyager. Voyager, Voyager. yeah, Voyager. Voyager was- uh, we'll definitely uh, uh, cover all those and maybe episodes within. I also want to do a thing about villains. Yes, know, we're going to do a thing on captains. We're going to do a thing on villains. We'll, you yeah. know. Because so- I think that what Star Trek, uh, like this episode, for instance, you know, it had the, they weren't really villains. They were unfortunate people that got zapped. Right, yeah. <laughs> And um right electrical <laughs> storm in space. Yeah, you know, when that happens, you know, it's like geez, when that happens. Yeah, it sucks, you know, it's, it hurts. But um, so they weren't really villains, they're not gonna come back and stuff. But when you have a really good villain like a con or somebody like that, that you really, you know, we want to play uh, uh uh pay tribute to those uh to those villains that uh were amazing. So let's just get back to this episode um again and so some of the, uh, the the actors that were and I, I have them up here because I can never remember their names. Uh, Gary Lockwood and Sally Kellerman. Um, now Sally Kellerman and was also in Mash. He was the first Hot Lips. Hot Lips. Mash, and then uh, I, then she left the show and uh, 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 Loretta Swit, I think it was. Did I yes, say? Swit. Yep. Loretta Swit came in and took over. Um, and Gary Lockwood was a. a character actor who's been in a ton of things a lot of tv um a lot of film work and stuff um that was another thing that they've really managed to keep that integrity 
of the period, whatever period that Star Trek is, they get the best actors. Best actors, yes. Even on the series, you know, on the TV shows and stuff, they really got top of the line quality actors, you know. Absolutely. Which I think in the 80s, that kind of went away. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I love some of the sitcoms in the 80s. You know, um, I was a teenager there and it was a lot of interesting stuff going on. But, um, when you look at some of the, the the more serious talk shows, or uh, I'm sorry, the most serious um, TV shows, like cop shows and stuff, the actors didn't, they didn't really bring in, like if you look at Starsky and Hutch or something. Right. You know, or you look at, and that, that was like 70s, right? But let's go to the 80s and you look at Hunter. Hunter. I, yeah, I was just going to say Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. Um, sometimes they didn't really bring in the best of the, and this is, again, this is a, a, a just a, you know, a, a criticism that I probably shouldn't make, but I just didn't feel that they were as strong as right. the actors that were really out there. They were stronger actors. Now, part of the reason for that was because television was sort of thought of as not good. If you were a movie actor, you're not going to go to television. Right, exactly. It was considered movie. below you. It was, con it yeah. was considered right. below you. And that happened through the 80s, yes. somewhere around the 90s when HBO started you know, becoming more, more popular and, uh, and then cable television. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Netflix and now all the shows. Now, the best stuff is on television. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. of the best shows. Yep. So they're able to get those. But I love the fact that Star Trek in 1966 competing against all these great shows we're still bringing in and that's that's a tribute to Gene Rottenberry and his commitment to the show and wanting it to to bring the best in you know yes. so that that was definitely an important thing for uh, for uh, for me to to point out um, absolutely on that so we uh, why don't we talk a little bit about um the two other characters that were in that in that episode <laughs> that we only saw briefly about right. for that much but later on became huge parts of the, uh, the franchise, which was of course, uh, um, Scotty, who Scotty. was the, uh, the man and, uh, um, Sulu. Sulu. Right. Well, well, he was in that. Oh yeah. yeah they were, yeah. yeah Sulu, the, Scotty and Sulu were there. They were um, there. They didn't have hardly any, uh, no, they were like, Scotty was there and was, he was part of the engineering department, but right. he was the chief engineer. Right. And Sulu was completely something separate. He was like with the botany department or something. I mean, it was something right. completely <laughs> different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, made, he made ice cream floats in the <laughs> He was the ice cream man or something. I don't know what he was doing. But um, but yeah, that that was but they it introduced them there. But yeah. again, now now you're getting into this diversity that Gene was putting together, mm -hmm. right? Again, considering the time and considering what he's putting together, he he and George Takei actually talked about, you know, when he was cast and when he was put there. Now, he, here's a, a little tidbit on this, right? Um, he, when Gene Roddenberry approached George Takei to be in Star Trek, he talked, you know, he liked him. He talked about his character and he took, but he, he didn't have a name for him. So he says, where can we get your name? You know, what, what kind of name? So he's thinking, George Takei was saying that, different names are from different um different regions so for example a certain name would be from japan and a certain name would be from china a certain name would be from whatever but he he didn't want to do that he wanted a name that encompassed everything and this is again 
the type of person that he was. Mm -hmm. So he chose, um, there, is a, there is a sea called the Sulu Sea mm. in Asia, right? I think it's maybe Southeast Asia, but actually a lot of those countries border this sea. And George Takei told him, well, you have the Sulu Sea. And he said, that's perfect because it actually borders everything. So it encompasses everything. So we're gonna call you Mr. Sulu. And that's how Mr. Sulu was born. Wow, that's interesting. So yeah, I mean, uh, Gene Roddenberry definitely had uh, the idea that, you know who he reminds me of, but kind of not even, I guess in a little bit, but Elon Musk. If you, <laughs> if you listen to his interviews, you know, about what he sees in the future, right. it's kind of like what Gene would see in the future, you know, right. yes. with television, you know, Elon is obviously doing it with through, through space and through technology and stuff, but really it's not the, the vision is the same. You yeah. know, he, Gene Roddenberry knew that people were going to go to the stars, you mm -hmm. know, he knew that this was going to happen, you know, and, um, and, and Elon is, is thinking the same way. So he, he was definitely ahead of his time as far as like bringing in, people that at the time were not really um, like when, you know, later on we go into Ahura when she came mm -hmm. right. into the show, you know, you had a, um, I do want to talk about one thing about the women for a second. Um, the women, the women. <laughs> um, but I, I, it's interesting because you start looking at Star Trek as a, if you look at it like a sociological kind of, element right now like for women and the way the world is today and then you look at it in 1966 and you look at how some of the comments that were made in the in that episode you yeah. know and, and not just that episode but even in the cage right yeah. where where you know pike is like i'm not used to having women on the bridge right you know and you start thinking that even even though gene ronberry had this vision and and this thing there was still a little bit behind Mm -hmm. in that thinking because if you would think if you're in the 23rd century you would think that that would not even be a, a, an issue anymore yeah yeah right? Um, right you know so there there was that element of growth that still needed to happen Perfect. correct i think that i think he understood yes you know, and he and when he uh as he continued to develop and he brought in ohura and he i think he really and you you noticed that as the series went on that went less and less like kirk stopped you know he would you know kirk was very flirtatious you know yeah. I mean? he would a new ensign would be on the bridge or something and you know this high day, he's like where are you from <laughs> and over here next to me <laughs> and he's like and the skirts were like so short and, and he's like um really just flirtatious you know um even when the doctor in this episode um elizabeth dr elizabeth uh, what was her name denner, denner. When, when she uh, came in, he looks. He you know, she says, "I'm I'm a, I'm a psychiatrist. I'm here right. to evaluate the staff to see what they're doing." What space? And then he looks at and he looks at them and he looks at her and he goes, "Right." You notice that he looks her up and down. Yes. You yes. Know? And I just thought, I don't know if you, if if that was uh, William Shatner deciding to take that on, uh, could take be. that role, right. or was it something that says you know, the director saying, "Kirk." You know, or, or James, look at her up and down like you're checking her out, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, I don't know. But I mean, the future then showed that Captain Kirk liked the ladies and it didn't matter what color they were either. <laughs> they could have been green or whatever it was. But do you let me ask you a question. Do you think that 
maybe part of the, and I'm just throwing it out there, maybe the part of the reason why Gene had it that way or, or did that where it wasn't fully embraced at that point, maybe do you think that if he would have made it more of an issue at that time, maybe if we would have put more women at that time, or you know, maybe that the networks would have had more of a problem with it? I think you're right. I think that's probably what 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 was the reason. I don't think it had to do with Gene. I think it had to do with uh, the network. You know, remember the the shows that are competing against uh, uh, against Star Trek. You know, which we'll go yeah. over in a little bit. The shows that were on competing. You know, they were they needed to have as much firepower as they exactly. possibly could. You know, and Star Trek was not well received. You right. know, it just was not so you let's get some girls in there with some short skirts you know i mean they had no idea what was the the, the empire that was going to be created the no. franchise uh sure. you know i mean they had no idea so right. at the time i'm sure that that was part of the issue it was sort of like we have to have something in there that's going to give us a little bit more uh more uh leverage right get people to watch mm -hmm. you know but right. i think you're right i think that was a sign of the times and uh also, when you look into the, the future, you see that that pretty much when Uhura came in, see, the thing is they, they shouldn't have mentioned it. You know, like like when Pike said, I'm not used to women, that, that line didn't have to be it there. It wouldn't have changed anything. Right. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have changed one thing from, I can't imagine the series moving forward changing completely. Exactly. But a line that I felt that was not needed uh, in that particular episode and uh, then the the what's her name the the um, she was playing she said oh well you're different when he says mm -hmm. to her mm -hmm. uh, you know and that was sort of like an insult to her exactly. saying like if you're on the bridge and you're uh, you're not a woman you're not considered yes. you know what I mean so exactly. it, you know so it should have been and again I don't want to get into this whole PC world that we're living in I don't give a crap about that I'm not going I'm not censoring I'm not I'm not canceling anybody <laughs> but my point is that. Um, if you just don't address it, it's either. And when Uhura came in, they didn't address it. Right. It was just, she was they just there. She, she was, was there. She just communication. Was normal. Normal. That's right. it. He's in charge yeah. of communications. That's yes. it. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and that's what I liked about it. You know, I and then from that moment on, it was never an issue with anything. Exactly. Yeah. But I agree. Of course, agree. you have Voyager and you have uh, Janeway, really the first female captain, captain leading the show. Um, and I thought that was really a good, uh, a good, a good move. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. I yeah. Thought it was fantastic for her. Janeway was really good. I mean, oh, Jane, she was, she was amazing. It was really great. I mean, I don't know how it's looked upon by other Trek, Trek, uh, lovers, but I thought that that series was great. I, that's one of my, I mean, you know, and again, we'll do more on the series. I mean, I, I probably the biggest one for me is next generation, but I think after next generation, Voyager is probably my favorite after that. Wow. Um, I just think, you know, I thought this, I thought it was well written. I thought yeah. the characters were great. You know, Janeway was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, the these, act, these actors yeah. they bring on these shows. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit because she, she does an interview about what she went through in those first couple of years. Oh, man. Uh, it was, it was some crazy stuff that she had to deal with during those years. But, but, uh, but, uh, you know, besides all that, she was just, she was just really, really good. Yeah. So. You know, people don't realize that they enter a world that's that people are, are out there looking like this, you know, yeah. they're yeah. Yeah. making sure that the, the integrity is kept in. And I, that's what I like about Star Trek. And um, I feel Star Wars, a lot of people try to compare the two. They're two completely different universes, no yeah. pun intended. 
but they are completely different in the sense that Star Wars really had good and evil, mm -hmm. you know, and that was the el basic element of it, you know. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they had they had stories, but it was the stories weren't as deep. They were, you know, and again, I like Star Wars, but yeah, totally. But, but um, they didn't have, and like you, you, you said it last week. You said that they didn't have all the time that Star Trek had, right? These guys right, had right. a good in two hours. And I, I did talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm not>. <laughs> and but, then <laughs> the next week I'll be here again. So Star Wars. <laughs> uh, John, you, you stop with the Star, Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah, so, but I agree. I agree that Star Trek goes way deeper and, and, and attacks and it attacks issues. And Gene was again, attacking social issues and all different types of issues i mean if you look at star trek from its totality from beginning to end it it, it, it really deals with every issue you could possibly think of yeah absolutely absolutely so star trek finally got the women's uniform right with discovery <laughs> michael rock rock the sneakers i guess he puts me. <laughs> the closing and the attitudes have changed Thank over you. the years yes yeah i think you're definitely definitely correct on that yeah they actually were um I mean, you know, there is a sort of coolness to being, you know, with the Federation too. You know what I mean? You want to look, it's sort of like, you know, I look at it like um, Top Gun. Right. Like, you know, these guys are freaking studs. They're dressed amazing. The girls look hot. They got amazing color. You know what I mean? But it's Women because, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's the, it's, it's sort of like the military. I mean, yeah, it is right. You know, right. Military and you want to be, uh, and then you're on television. You know, right. you they have good-looking people on on the shows, and so there is a sense of like, let's sell this, and yeah. let's get some good-looking people dressed in really hot-looking clothes. You know, let's make right. them look cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the next generation probably had the most plain, almost simple. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously the original series just had the the basic, but they could have gone a lot more, but they kept it kind of like, kept it, yeah, simple. Out, you know, um, and I thought that that was really cool. And, and that just kind of carried on. Um, and talking about the women, the women, the women, um, <laughs> we, one of the uh, Nerys, um, oh, Kira, Deep Space Nine, Kira, yeah, Kira. Oh, I love her. I just wanted to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she's your favorite female character she's my favorite female character of star all the whole star trek i just thought that she was so well-rounded she developed really well you see the pain and struggle that she went through she's a right. great actress yes um and i just i just really she was badass she was she would not back down you know from people um and i just thought she was really really just great you know sure. i mean I you know you can look at ahura and um jane way obviously you know but for, for me I, I just thought in the the circumstances that she was in she was great now yes. she wasn't even federation you know i mean she, exactly. she she wasn't you know she was just a character right. that was uh there but i just thought that she was really really cool i agree know? I agree. Really, really cool. Very, very strong character. So what do we got on this episode? What else? This was a uh, shot in, uh, this was 1966, I believe, right? 66. So I'm going to quickly just go over while we're going to do a trivia. Um, yep. So everyone out there, hang tight, hang tight. We've still got some, some more love here. So what was, <laughs> what do you think was the number one song? 1966. 
Well, I know it wasn't Wooly Wooly. No, it wasn't Wooly Wooly. <laughs> and you know, I have somebody uh, who keeps messaging me, Wooly Wooly. <laughs> wooly Wooly. It's Wooly Wooly. Um, okay, I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't know what the number one song is, but I'm going to guess an artist. I'll say it was a Beatles song. Nope. No. It was California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Papas. Papas. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on there had uh, 96 Tears What um, by the question. It's like a question mark. And uh, uh, Mr. Rains. I don't know who they are. Jimmy Ruffin had a number three hit with uh, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. Uh, the last train to Clarkville, the monkeys, monkeys, very popular song. The four tops, reaching out, I'll be there. Uh, reach out, I'll be there. I don't know which which one is that one. Uh, Nancy Sinatra had a hit. These boots are <laughs> made for. Um, the association with uh, Cherish. I'm I'm just gonna do the top ten. So I only right. do the top ten. Uh, oh, and Frank Sinatra, Strangers of the Night. So how about that? Nancy and Frank. Uh, Nancy and Frank. Oh, very Nancy. interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. They yeah, he was number six, and he was number eight with Strangers of the Night. I wonder if that was at the height of when he was doing that show, his show. Well, yeah, 66. Right? Uh, yeah, he was already really well. I mean, he was, oh, yeah. I mean, he was famous already. Right. Um, he was already be becoming, at 66, he was becoming uh, like the chairman of the board. Oh yes, like yeah. in the forties and the fifties, he was like Frankie, you know. <laughs> but um, so the kicks, uh, Paul Revere, the song called "Kicks," Paul okay. Revere and the Raiders, and then the ballad of the Green Beret. Ah, that was Sergeant Barry Sadler. Cool. So that was uh, interesting. That was that, and um, same shows were were number one. Bonanza. Bonanza number one. <laughs> Gomer Pyle, The Lucy Show. Um, this was like from, because it was 1965 to 66. This will probably right. change in uh, the next episode, uh, whatever whatever year, whatever episode we're doing next, which mm -hmm. we don't know <laughs> yet. Um, but yeah, so those are the, that's what was up. It was a California Dreaming by. California Dreaming. Mama and the Papas. Mama's and the Papas. Yeah, so. What trivia? So, oh, so you're gonna do trivia now? Let's do trivia. All right, let's do trivia. Okay, so, oops, sorry. Hold on. Um, what was the combination of Captain Kirk safe? <laughs> <laughs> if you know that one, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, so trivia question for today is: John, do you know who Mark Leonard is? Mark Leonard? No, I do not. Okay, Mark Leonard is the actor who played Spock's father, Sarek. Oh. Star Trek. Okay. Not only the original series, but he played it in, uh, in many of the movies, and he was even in Next Generation. Yeah. Uh, he was brilliant. I thought he was brilliant in that role. Always. Okay. Um, very, very good actor. Um, <laughs> so Mark Leonard not only played Spock's father in Star Trek, but he played two other characters in Star Trek. Oh. What were those characters? Two other characters, mm. so two completely separate characters. Um, so again, what were they? And let's see if Mary Lawson chimes in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the trivia question, and we'll we'll answer that towards the end. Now, just to give you a little, you know, a little info on Mark Leonard, he was also in shows. He was a very good actor. Shows he did was Mission Impossible. He was in Hawaii Five O, 
Planet of the Apes, The Incredible Hulk, and Gunsmoke. Wow, all those shows. That were- the shows that he was in. Yeah, he uh, he he uh, he. I think he passed away around ninety six. I think it was uh, at seventy two years old. But wow. but uh, very good actor. So yes, really, I thought he was. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he lived longer than that. I thought he was in some other later. I guess no. I guess not. I guess uh, no because he was in he was in Next Generation. He was already yeah. older there. Sure, sure. Um, but um, yeah, seventy two is not really these days. Seventy two is not really this. Seventy two people are starting. <laughs> yeah, I know it's true. Now, <laughs> I just saw a thing with William Shatner. He's uh, going to be he's going to be ninety. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? And he and he looks. He not only looks good, but he's like all there, right? Very alert. Very alert. Yeah, he still does a show, right? He's got. He, a does, show. he, he does. does a show. I know he does a show called The Unexplained. Have you seen yeah. that? Explained, and he sits there, and he's like, really, really, really cool show. It's that they do. <laughs> I don't, but, you know, and he does. He sits there, and he, he does that. It's pretty, uh, pretty impressive, dude. Um, and, and just another thing on um, this day, what was going on in Star Trek and Star Trek history, uh, March 9th, 19, uh, I think it was, yeah, 1966 or 67, actually, it was 67. Um, the Star Trek renewed for the second season. Oh, so on March 9th, it was renewed for the second season. So, wow, and keep in mind that you know, all this time, this is when Vietnam War was going on. That's right, right? And they did talk a little bit about that. And by the way, that, that's another thing Gene Roddenberry did mention stuff like that in some of the scripts. There was mm. actually one episode in 1968 called The Private Little War. Mm. Where they been, they went to a planet where there was two tribes, and the Klingons were actually arming one of the tribes against the other, and right. Kirk was trying to balance the power. And in one of the scenes, he actually talks about with McCoy. Kirk mentions, he says, "Do you remember the brush wars that they used that they used to happen back in the twenty you know twentieth century in the Asian continent?" Mm. And they were talking. So he actually, so Gene actually was even talking about. Yeah. current events within you know those uh, episodes yeah so, really yeah, he was concerned uh with what was going on you know especially with um trying to bring it into the show but not necessarily just say it you know right. um yeah so another actor yes uh, yes correct his role was eric's role was reprised by another actor in discovery absolutely yeah. so i i'd like to what do you think of uh, Captain Kirk from the new movies? Um, what's his name? Chris, uh, Chris Pine. Pine. I think I like him. Yeah. Um, I think he's. I I think he does a good job. I think what I like the way the way they the way they developed his character from the beginning was they they did it correctly in my opinion where they made him more Kirk as he went along. Right. Like you could see his growth. Yeah. Like even when he. When he first, you know, towards the end of the, I think it's the first movie where he actually takes command right. and he walks into the, he even walks in like him and he's like, bones, you know, and he's, he's becoming Kirk, you know, and he, and then they made, they made him that cowboyish type of feel. But I think, I thought, I thought Chris Pine did a great job in that role. I mean, just yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I thought it was really good. We, we don't really talk about uh, him much. Because- right. Uh, you know, we talk about the five captains and we don't really include him as much, or at least I don't anyway, right. but he definitely deserves to be, uh, to be included in that bunch, especially now. I think he's proven himself. Yes. You know, worthy. <laughs> in right. my, anyway. 
Um, but yeah, I think I, I definitely, definitely like that. Cool. All right. So, um, we are going to give, uh, the, the answer of our, uh, trivia question. Now we're going to be, uh, approaching almost, uh, 50 minutes here and, um, we can still talk a little bit more about this episode. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the, uh, the, the Spock I've heard Spock in interviews talk about how, him and and Gene would would have conversations about this whole you know about about Spock's and right. his demeanor and and you know and I, I think I, I from what I remember what Gene wanted a little bit more Spock he didn't he didn't want to take away all his emotion right. I think he wanted to have a, and I think Spock was like going the other way with it saying like you know I think if he's a Vulcan no emotion you know and and really go to the extreme and. It really a lot of things in in Spock um, that you can see developing in this episode really were because of Leonard Nimoy. You know? Yes, he, he actually even even he a lot of the, the Vulcan sign, the the neck yeah. pinch, all those things were developed by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, because he he was that's the one thing I like about it. He was given creative license mm-hmm. to you know they asked him, hey, why don't you come up with something? And he came up with this. The Vulcan sign because of his Jewish heritage, right? Which is actually it does mean something in in that Jewish heritage. But um, all these little things that he came up with, actually, he talked about it where he said that there was one scene where there's there's something going on that's crazy, and the crew was looking. They're all looking at the screen, mm-hmm. and they're all going crazy and running around and screaming or whatever. And Spock turns around and he and the director told him, "We don't want you to be like them." I don't want you to scream and make a big deal out of it, but I want you to women. Be, yeah, the women. <laughs> I, I want you to be logical. I want you to be, you know, I want you to say something because you're a scientist and right. I want you to act like a scientist. So during the scene, he, he and they told him, just come up with something. Right. So he turns around and what does he say? Fascinating. Fascinating. And that's where fascinating was born. Wow. Just out of that little that little clip right there, where they told him just you know come out with something. So he really he really did come up with some brilliant things in that character. Yeah, and it and it really again you know we talk a lot about Gene Roddenberry and his genius, but it really was also the fact that he was open to allowing yes. an actor that was at the time fairly unknown. You know? Right, I mean, they right. all were kind of unknown, really. When you think about it, you can do that back in the days, right? Get a you know people that were they were in stuff. Yeah, I mean, but they're not really known and let him kind of have some creative license and let him kind of go and listen to it and then adapt it as this is part of the show now. Absolutely. That to me is like really, really uh, shows his his ability to, you know, it just shows how great he is, how great he was. It was. And he he talked about simplicity. He talked about um, he talked about actually when he because his one of his heroes was Harry Belafonte. And he went to see Harry Belafonte in a, uh, I don't know if it was a play or just he was singing. And he said that when Harry Belafonte came out on stage, it was just him and the light on him. And that was it, right? And he was he sang just two or three songs sitting in the same spot. And then like by the third song, Harry Belafonte lifts his, I guess he did a gesture with his hand and the crowd went completely berserk, brought the house down. And he just sat there saying, Look at the power of that simple gesture. gesture yeah. Just doing that, how simple it was, but it was it was completely powerful. And that that gave him a lot of ideas that he brought to the Spock character. 
Wow, that's awesome. And yeah, yeah, you know, you you look you talk about simplicity and you can go back in history. Like what's happening today in music is really just a travesty as far, well, as, far as I'm concerned. But and I don't I'm talking about there are a lot of great artists out there, obviously, you know, but I'm not, I'm talking about what's I'm talking about certain specific things that I'm that I'm seeing. Um the the ability to control an audience with your talent. Yes. is very rare that you can find that. I mean, there's Alicia Keys that I think she's incredible. Right. right. There are people like John Legend, there's those kind of artists that can sit at a piano and the whole place is theirs. Um, yes. Harry Connick Jr., those kind of people. Um, but Sinatra, I think Sinatra was the was the king. He that. would come out with a microphone and a cigarette oh, and stand oh, there and make and you just stand there and the whole place would just go captivated. Yes. By, you know, yeah. there was no flare. There was no lasers, no smoke. It was just that, you know. And I think Gene took Star Trek and he sort of made that concept. He took a simple concept. Yes. Spaceship guys flying through space, exploring. Right. Very basic, right? He took the characters and then he incorporated good stories, stories yep good morality you know ethics you know how high ethics is in star trek you know like yes. the ethic the, the their their struggles that they go through trying to be ethical right. you know sometimes right. it's right. difficult to try to stay ethical and try to save yep. your ship you know sometimes yep. you got to do things you don't want to do you yep. know and i thought that that was really the uh, a brilliant part so that story that you just said really is perfect because that's exactly what he did yeah he that harry belafonte simple gesture and he that simplicity of it and incorporated it into a show yeah and he he also i mean even this a lot some of the concepts like even kirk where he looks at kirk is kind of like a almost like a one-dimensional guy you kind of know what he's going to do look at his leadership right at the end of this episode towards the end of this episode where both he's knocked out right and and Gary and he takes the he takes Sally Kellerman and they're, they're gone. He yeah. gets up and he says, you know, he tells the doctor, don't wake Spock up. I'm going to go look for them. And he takes the right. gun and he goes by himself. Right. right. This is he, you know, Gene Roddenberry saying this is your leader right here. Right. This is the guy that's going to he's going to get his hands dirty. He's yeah. going to go out and take care of that situation. And he's going to make sure his crew is safe. Right. Even if he has to sacrifice himself to do it. Right. And Kirk does it, goes out there and he has to take care of it. And Kirk has always been that way, right? And yeah. the whole time, you know? The whole time. The whole time he's been this guy. Yeah, exactly. Now I wish exactly showing Kirk in the middle of the battle with with Gary, where his shirt is ripped and he's you know, all bloody and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know. And and that's again the integrity part of it, you know, yes. of element that's put into Star Trek. You know, that's one of the things that Pamela, my, my wife and I, when we watched the whole because we literally watched, sat down and watch every episode together, you right. know? Um, actually, I'd come home one, one day and she was watching when I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, how are you going to watch this without me? I just, I, I, just, I was out. Dare you. Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't wait. But <laughs> it really happened a few times. But, you know, when we sat there and we would talk about how the integrity of these characters struggled, you know, they struggled with it, with it you know, but it was so, it was so real exactly it was so real and, and one of the things that i really love about uh captain kirk is that yes he is the renegade he is but he's the first one to get in front of a of a bullet for exactly. anybody any of his crew exactly. except yep. if he had a red shirt on <laughs> but, 
because he knew they were gone when they were <laughs> poor red shirt guys, man. I'll tell you. What a joke. You <laughs> <laughs> should get those red shirts and wear them on the show. Um, but but yeah, he he uh would definitely just take a bullet for any of these guys, you know. He would, he would absolutely. I mean, he, even you can even go all the way to Star Trek Three, Star Trek Spock, right? He his crew risks their lives and their careers to go with him to go look not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. But they're, they're like, no, we'll f- you could see we'll, they'll follow you anywhere. Yeah. And if you That's look at a leader, right. you look a lead at, at, a, at an amazing leader in that in that realm, you're going to say, I can follow this person anywhere because I know this person will. I got they got my back. You know? And you also don't care if you die. Exactly. You're dying for right. somebody that you truly 100% believe absolutely that, that what they're doing is right absolutely. and uh when they went to get Spock I got to watch those movies again cuz those things are just so good um and I don't I don't watch them you know I, I almost on purpose I don't watch them a lot right so when I go back to them I'm enjoying them again Fresh and new yeah yeah, yeah. I watch them every day you know I mean stream them every day now but I I don't so but but I love the I mean I I, I cried at the end of uh, of Wrath of Khan Oh, yeah. know, um, my wife hates the end of that one because yeah. every time Spock is she just she I, sometimes she gets up and walks out of the room because she just doesn't want to deal with it. It's too brutal. It's too yeah. brutal. I still to this day when he gets up and he puts yes when he fixes himself. What that right there was completely powerful. Just it was little thing because he still wants to keep his integrity. He still integrity, wants to keep yes. his dignity. Exactly. Spock, he, he fixes knows. himself and walks he over. He's, not blind. he's completely blind, right? He knows he's not going to survive, but he still wants to present himself because his captain is there. And yeah, yeah. And that just like anyway, that that's a whole other. We're yeah. gonna definitely talk about we're that. We're definitely gonna get into that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely talk about that, but that one, but but yeah. So this first episode really launched um, our heroes um to us with almost fully developed you know very little tweaks here and there as the shows went on the stories were always powerful the stories really resonate to everyday life Uh, a lot of social issues that i think people will enjoy and if you're not a star trek fan and you happen to be on here watching this right now and you're kind of just watching it because you know you're just curious or something you know take some time and really give it a chance and really listen to the stories Listen, watch the acting, watch the writing. You know, the, there's a page right now called 50 Star Trek Quotes, and I'll read them every once in a while because I'll put them up on our page and stuff. And sometimes I read these things and I'm like, man, that is like so freaking profound. I'm like, this is like, this was written in the 60s, you know, and it was just something that you can put out today and it would totally identify with, uh, with a lot of uh, what's going on. So there you have it. That is our... Uh, our our first uh episode um well actually our first episode with kirk yes um and spock and uh and scotty and, and sulu small roles but they were there and just the beginning of uh something that really we're really uh, passionate about and really enjoy and we're happy to bring it to all of you really appreciate everybody out there tuning in um george you want to give us some uh we were going to do it earlier, but I was like, yeah, let's keep talking. But John just kept talking, you know. Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> um, so, yes, trivia question. So, again, we'll go over the trivia question. Trivia anybody question. know? I don't what? think anybody knows. Nobody oh, Anybody get it? No. <laughs> um, so, Mark Leonard, 
who was the actor who played Spock's father, Sarek, in the Star Trek universe, because I say universe because it was multiple areas that he played in, played two other characters in Star Trek. Now, I want to guess one. I know. You probably have one. I think I have one because I, I I feel like he, he played a Romulan. Correct. One. Okay. In the episode called Balance of Terror, okay. he played the Romulan commander that was actually That's in right. the battle with, with the Enterprise. Okay. The second one was actually one that I would have, I never knew. And I don't think a lot of people would have never got. Um, and when I found out, I was shocked. Mud. <clears throat> Mud? <laughs> he, play, he actually played, if everybody remembers Star Trek, the motion picture in the beginning scene where the Klingons were coming to fight Viger, he was the captain Klingon. In that Klingon ship. Are you serious? I'm serious. He played the Captain Klingon who says, Bach, fire. Yeah, yeah. That, that, he, that was Mark Leonard. He played wow. those two characters in Star Trek. So that one, again, was one that blew me away. I had no clue. Yeah. Obviously, you know, can't tell because he's got all the makeup on. But, yeah, that's why it was a little bit of a trick question. But Yeah, yeah. yeah so those are the two extra characters he played in Star Trek. Awesome, awesome, cool. Awesome. Well, folks, thank you very much for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We're really uh, uh, gearing up to uh, do a lot more stuff, even between the weeks, uh, between the shows, uh, you know, uh, from Tuesday to Tuesday. Visit our page, uh, counterpartspodcast.com, uh, and you'll be able to get some more content there. We're also going to be doing some more videos. We also have an Instagram page right now, which is just a uh, counterparts podcast on Instagram. Um, check us out there. And we're going to be doing some lives on counterparts on the, on the Instagram page. And we're going to be doing some more lives on, on other places until the show comes in. We're going to kind of give a little, uh, um, just some more content and some more love out there. So want to thank everybody for thank tuning you. in George. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, uh, again, guys, tune in and let's let's have some more fun as we go. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Take care of yourselves. Peace. Peace.